Hey there. Welcome to Coffee with the Docs. We are a holistic lifestyle podcast where we give integrative solutions and bring brilliant experts to help you thrive. Mind, body, and spirit. We are doctors Nicole Huffman and Abby Kramer, and we're so happy you're here. All right, everyone, welcome back to Coffee with the Docs. We have a fun, super impromptu episode today. We were going to do a different interview that we're super, super excited about, but we pushed it out for a couple different reasons. And of course, everything worked out as it's supposed to. So we are going to do an interview where I get to interview Dr. Nicole. Woohoo! Let's do it! Yeah. So this has been on our list for so long. I've wanted to talk with Dr. Nicole here about her own personal journey with fertility and healing her hormones and everything she's currently going through and the stars aligned for that to happen today. And it's the eclipse and it's the eclipse. So you guys, it's all happening. I'm a hundred percent going to ask Ashley what the significance of this is. Cause um, I have no I have idea to hundred percent. Yeah. yeah so if very... this was alive, I'd patch her in, but I don't know how to do yeah. that on this. <laughs> patch her in guys. <laughs> okay. So as probably so many of our listeners and followers know, just from like following you on social media and listening in fertility and pregnancy is very much on your mind now and has been recently. Um, So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, I don't think I've been super vocal about my journey at all on Instagram. I think I've mentioned maybe once that I had a miscarriage, but I don't think I've really ever chatted about it. And honestly, I'm sort of a private person when it comes to most things. So this was just one of those things where I was like, "Uh, I don't know if I really want to talk about it until... I think it's just human nature to be like, I'm not going to really talk about this until we have a resolution, right. Until like I've had the baby or whatever. And then, but I just feel like at this point, you know, the journey has, I've learned so much and I really do feel like part of it, part of anybody's journey that they go through is that so they can share and help other people. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And This journey for me has really brought me to a lot of different places. I mean, I don't think I would have done such a deep dive on healing hormones naturally or fertility or, and I definitely would not be living at this ranch with 5,000 horses. If, um, you know, if we had gotten pregnant the first time we had tried, right. Like I just don't see that path having, you know, it wouldn't have happened. So I'm super, I'm at a point now, which is probably why it's the perfect time to talk about it, but I just feel really grateful for it. And we still don't know exactly, you know, how it will end and what the end of the story looks like. And, but I think when you can reach a place of gratitude for everything that you've gone through, it makes it that much easier to teach and just talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you can see, I mean, already you can see how much you've been like guided you know, like you've said, like this whole journey has uncovered layers of healing. Like we'll talk about mold, for example, right? Like 
would you have really gone through all that and done all that remediation and that whole process if you weren't like really prioritizing your hormonal health? Right. Or even learn that mold can impact your hormones. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, okay. Let's rewind kind of go back to the beginning when you guys were first, like, we want to start trying, we want to start a family, all of that. What were you like first doing initially to prepare your body for pregnancy? Yeah, this is probably going to fry every type a brains person's mind. Whoa. I just said brain and mind, but like every snip a wire type a yeah, malfunction. Fine, saying that sentence. Um, so I had actually been working with James Laval in California for a couple of years on balancing my hormones because we knew when we got married we'd want to have start having kids, and so and I was he? actually what does he do? James Laval. He's amazing. He's a functional um, doc out in orange County. He's actually kind of all over the place now. He teaches a lot about metabolic code and prolon the, um, Mm -hmm. the thing that we, both of us have done the, um, like fasting. What is that food mimicking? Yeah, there we go. Fast mimicking diet. Um, he, he teaches all around the world. He's a brilliant guy. And, um, so I worked with him and that was, you know what, honestly, that's the most balanced my hormones and my cycles have ever been. I, for years had irregular cycles. And, you know, every now and then I still do too. It's come a long way, but back when I was younger, it was really, really irregular, which is why I was on birth control for like 10 years and worked with him. My hormones were looking amazing. I was having super regular cycles. And then we moved to Colorado and got married and wanted to start trying, um, pretty much a month after we got married and I got pregnant really quick. I think I got pregnant the second month and I ended up having a miscarriage after I think it was six and a half, seven weeks. It was actually, I started having a miscarriage when you went into labor, which was Mm -hmm. so bizarre and it was on an eclipse. Okay. This is like actually crazy full circle. Yeah. Wow. I just got chills. It wasn't yeah. eclipse. My daughter was born on full moon, crazy blood wolf eclipse, whatever the heck that was. Blood and wolf. literally I'm in the hospital in active labor and like texting Nicole and she's miscarried. Like, honestly, the cosmic. So weird. I was yeah. like visualizing like your spirit baby, like crossing over mine's cup. Like I can't. It was so crazy. I can't I even know. fathom that whole thing. I actually haven't thought about that in a while. I haven't either, but that was, I mean, we already know how connected you and I are, but that was even just like crazier. Yeah. So nuts. And And we were so excited to be pregnant at the same time for like, Oh, we were so excited for like literally two seconds. Yeah. I think it was like two weeks, two and a half, well, six and a half weeks. Um, and you know, miscarriages, I feel like that could be a whole episode in itself, but you know, they're crazy. And mine was really painful and I did have to go to the hospital. I ended up passing it all naturally, but mm-hmm. I didn't have a great ultrasound technician. It just kind of was sort of a horrible experience. I don't know that I remember it was kind of a mess, but it was pretty traumatic. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I did a lot of healing work around that, but my hormones were pretty messed up after that for a while. And after the miscarriage, miscarriage, absolutely. And I didn't really that year. I kind of was like, you know, I, when I really sat back and thought about it, 
I, for, you know, I'm sure we've talked about this on different episodes, but my life had been pretty crazy. I mean, we had just gone through med school. I had fast tracked it, worked, commuted at the same time, got this job in California, moved out there, met my future husband. I worked very, very hard in California. My father passed away. I felt like when I got to Colorado, I was like, okay, my body needs a slowdown big time. I was pretty exhausted. And you think about three different States in three years, you know, it was just, it was a lot. And I was really grieving the loss of my father. And I think to think that I should like every aspect of your life changed too. I mean, totally. And so then to be like, sure, you're just going to get pregnant again. I'm like pregnant right away. I mean, it was probably just way too much on my system at that time. Mm -hmm. And so it really did force me to look at a lot of things. I intentionally slowed down my life, intentionally slowed down my business. I worked less, um, Cause I was also, that was the other thing, starting my own business. I went from working at cone to completely on my own, on my own yeah. business. So, I mean, that was, yeah. and working at, Dr. I mean, Dills hashtag and, adrenal fatigue to the max. Oh yeah. My adrenals <laughs> fell out of my back. hundred percent black dragging on the floor <laughs> by a string. <laughs> adrenal transplant. Could you imagine? I'm like, yeah, Matt totally has been trained on how to put my adrenal glands back in my back five right. times a day. Um, so I think, and then at that time when I didn't get pregnant right away, right after I was like, what's going on? You know, all the women in my pregnant, all my women in my family get pregnant, the drop of a hat, what's going on. Right. Like something, something. And you had, like you said, gotten pregnant initially so quickly, so quickly. So I I went through a lot of different things. I did a really big, deep dive on hormones. I did a huge deep dive on fertility. And I realized even after going to my own fertility specialist, you know, it's, it's one of the first things women do when they can't conceive or they haven't conceived after six months, it's like, bam, right into IUIs, Clomid, all the different Mm -hmm. drugs, Mm -hmm. um, and IVF and, and in no way, shape or form, am I judging any women who have gone through that, right? There's um, tons of beautiful babies on this earth because of those treatments. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're wrong or anything for me though. I just felt like it was this journey for me was, was more than just that. And I think a lot of it was learning to surrender, to let go, to stop controlling things so precisely. I mean, I think going through fertility was the first time I had stopped being on some form of diet or right. right. Like I was always yeah, yeah. in either ketosis or something and it's kind of let my body be for a little bit. I mean, you know, I still eat super healthy, but I just Not felt being like, so like restrictive or rigid or correct. Stuck yeah. Thing. Because I just feel like for me personally, and this type A brain, you know, you work hard at something and you achieve it. You work hard at something, you achieve it. Well, that's just not the way it works with having a baby, at least not for me. Yeah. It was not, you can't like okay, you can't, no, you can't have like the perfect supplement protocol and eating perfectly and tracking all of your things and having sex at the right moment. Right. Like it just, for me, a big lesson was not this has to be another perfect thing that you work really, really hard at. You've got to learn how to let go, how to, Mm -hmm. you know, focus on other things in your life, you know, create other passions, which really is what led me to 
horseback riding. And now I have a ranch of my own. I mean, it's just so interesting how much my life has changed Mm -hmm. during this whole fertility journey, really. Yeah. Can we talk about the whole mold piece? Like when and how that came in the picture and what made you decide to really address that? So Dr. Jill, who I work at her clinic and see patients one day a week at the time I was there a couple days a week. And she says, it's like a rite of passage to be her friend. Like you have to have mold in your house. (laughs) She's like, literally all of my friends end up having mold. It's ridiculous. I'm like, okay, great. So we had both been experiencing Matt and I, some weird symptoms. Um, I had had a lot of eczema on my skin, super itchy. I had put on some weight. Matt had put on some weight. He was exhausted. And I was like, I just have this intuition that we've got mold in our house. Mm-hmm. You couldn't see it, couldn't smell it. I just had this feeling yeah. about it. So yeah. we did the Mycometrics mold test, which is a home kit that you can do on your own. And we, it's a cloth test and we did a cloth test in the basement, cloth, cloth test on our first floor. And our mold levels came back in our basement, just super high ketonium, which is very toxic black mold. The levels were so high. Literally, I was talking to Dr. Jill on the phone and she's like, you need to block off your basement and seal it right now. And you can't go back down there. I mean, it was that level of that was down there working. And I was like, um, so we're going to bring your office up here and we're going to seal off the door. He's like, wait, what? I mean, it was all hands on deck. (laughs) And you had to like get rid of all your furniture that was down there. Right. Oh gosh. Get rid of all the furniture down there, tore up all the carpeting, which prompted the remodel of the whole basement, which Matt did. It was beautiful, but it was definitely, And the more and more I learned about it from Dr. Jill, but also just from conferences at the time, mold affects your hormones. It really affects your estrogen levels and it can affect and lower your progesterone and your testosterone. And it also is linked to miscarriage. So is that why I make estrogen rise? No. So when your estrogen is higher, your the mold also, it's like almost like it feeds off of it. Fungus, mm-hmm. right? Fungus mm-hmm. and estrogen can go hand in hand. So at certain points in the cycle, when your estrogen is higher, the mold symptoms were so much worse. My periods nice. were absolutely horrible. Yeah. And, and then you go into this detox, right? And you're, as the mold is leaving, you get another hit from it. So it's like Mm -hmm. those symptoms kind of come back as it's leaving your body. And we did actually have some mold in our upstairs, um, master closet as well. So it was a really big project of just doing the clean, (laughs) washing everything in borax. I mean, I learned so much about mold. I created a webinar on it. So if anybody's interested, let me know. And it was just, and I see it in so many of my patients, but mm-hmm. I have had, I would say at least a dozen patients who've been trying to conceive. We find mold in their house. We test for it because they test muscle tests for fungus. And, um, sure enough, they get rid of it and they're able to conceive anywhere from six months to a year later, mm-hmm. because one of the things we learned is that. And I also learned from Nicole, who we interviewed on this podcast, that your primordial follicles, which, you know, become the follicles become, you know, they're the eggs for the, you know, they're the baby, they can take up to a year to develop. So if you're in toxic levels of mold, I think that you're looking at great. Yeah. You're looking at a year. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 
And so we might've been living, I mean, we had been living in that house for at least a year and a half before we addressed it because we yep. didn't know. Right. And right. were the levels getting worse? I'm sure, you know, so right. Right. it's just one of those things we learned how much it affects fertility and pregnancy and your hormones. And so that was a big thing that I definitely learned. And now I'm able to help other people with, right. Well, I feel like that's such an amazing, that's why I really wanted to talk about that in this interview, because, um, how many people talk about that? A whole lot of zero. So I think that's so important for women to know if you have been trying to conceive for a while, especially if like your hormones are looking like relatively normal. It's like, let's look at environment. Let's look at toxins, you know, stuff like that. What is your home like? Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we've talked about the book Spirit Babies many times on this podcast, but is Spirit Baby also looking out for you? And like the environment, the physical environment you're living in is not healthy for me. And so, yep. you know, we need to work on that first. So I think that's such totally. a good little like nugget of wisdom for anyone on their fertility journey. And it, like you said, it's as simple as doing a test. And I mean, best case scenario, it comes out, your mold levels are okay. And you don't have to worry about it, but it's definitely something yep. to consider. Well, and we're in Colorado, which is super dry, right? So most people are like, what do you mean mold? It's so right. dry there. How does it grow? Well, if there's a constant leak, it's going to grow yep. and you can yep. have leaks no matter how dry the area is you're living in. Right. For sure. Totally. And I think too, you know, I was talking before about the lesson for me was really letting go, but that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you don't do anything, right? It's not like, oh, I'm going to surrender. So I'm not going to eat healthy and I'm not going to, you know, make sure my environment's clean. I mean, these are definitely, there's so many steps you can still do while also knowing and trusting that when the time is right, the time is right. And one of those other things I just want to mention too, while on the mold thing is, we also looked at my nutrient deficiencies because that can be another really mm-hmm. common thing. And I did a spectrocell test, which I want to say is around 150 bucks. And it really tests all of your micronutrients and vitamin levels. And I actually came back really low on copper and vitamin A, which both are really important for fertility. So that was another thing to even look at, like, gosh, I've never supplemented with copper before. And I really wasn't taking vitamin A. And so it was another thing just to be like, Hey, am I super deficient in anything that is preventing this as well? And that's such a simple thing too. So simple. Absolutely. You don't have to redo your house or move like that's a great like baseline. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of functional medicine docs that like really focus on fertility, do stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. every patient that comes, we're checking all those micronutrients, getting you super boosted, you know, before you even start trying to conceive. Absolutely. It's like a great time to prioritize that. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I'd love to hear, I mean, we talked about a couple of them, but what are in this whole journey some things you've been prioritizing for like physical health, nutritionally, like supplement diet wise, herbal, whatever, and like emotionally, spiritually, like just to kind of round out. Yeah, absolutely. I would say one of the first things that I started doing was I started, so I did test my hormones. I did the Dutch test, which I think you've talked about before too. And I saw that my cortisol levels were really high. 
cortisol is the stress hormone and no surprise if we just talked about sort of what my life looked like before I came to Colorado, it was pretty go, go, go still is go, go, go in many ways, but not nearly to the same extent. And I, what else raises cortisol exercise does. And I was a personal trainer before I huge into lifting. I was running, you know, I was doing all sorts of things. So I actually scaled it way back. I changed my strength training to much shorter sessions, still with a good intensity, but not nearly as long stopped running, um, started incorporating more yoga. Um, hiking was really, you know, walking mm-hmm. and nothing super intense. And then also doing more horseback riding, which is pretty chill as well. Unless your horse is trying to go backwards down a cliff, which definitely raises your cortisol level. Um, so, you know, that was really important was where in my life can I lower stress? Right now, one of the, one of the things that I honestly felt like the pandemic did for me was it forced a lot of people to slow down in a lot of ways. Right. But it just, there was a lot, you know, a lot more downtime, which was, which was really helpful too. Yeah. Less plans. I spent time yeah. I spent time Events, building a chicken travel. coop with my husband. Yeah, exactly. Let's travel. I would say that was the big thing. A lot more home time focused on sleep. Um, I'm still, I've, I kind of go in and out of ketosis, but I am still a huge proponent of it for fertility because it focuses on the two things that your baby is literally made of, right? right. Protein right. and fat. And it also stabilizes your blood sugar. And when your blood sugar is stable, all your hormones are more stable. You have higher levels of progesterone because we're not prioritizing cortisol and stress. So that was, I mean, we probably have seen a ton of keto episodes and that was really why, because I really do think a side effect of keto a lot of times is getting pregnant because you're finally giving your body what we, you know, what are hormones made of fat cholesterol. So prioritizing those. Yep. You're in trouble. Yep prioritizing those high dense nutrients, real foods, whole foods, and then having a stabilized blood sugar. I mean, that's just a, such an amazing combination. I didn't do as much fasting. I was doing a lot of fasting. Um, you know, sometimes only eating two meals a day. I did stop doing that. Did I did still some intermittent fasting and I still do maybe 14 to 16 hours, but I, I do eat three times a day. And then lowering the caffeine and the alcohol, I thought were two just good lifestyle things too. But again, not, not in a rigid sense, just because I, I don't feel like I even needed those things as much anymore either. Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay. That was the, what was the other thing? Nutrient. And then emotionally, emotionally, so, spiritually, energetically. Yeah. So I would say a couple big things on that level. So I did this year, I did three Dr. Joe Dispenza events. You guys haven't heard of him. He's absolutely incredible. Um, it's a lot of guided meditation, sort of changing the way that your brain is used to firing. So what does that mean? That means when you think the same thought, you do the same thing every day, your body just starts doing your normal routine you know, without even your mind being involved, because it's like on autopilot. And that's the same way with your thoughts. So it's like, oh, gosh, you know, a thought I used to have, gosh, it's been two years, I still conceived, I can't get pregnant, right? Now that neural pathway just gets so ingrained, like the same way you take to work every day, right? That path just gets so worn down. Whereas if you're able to meditate, be in stillness, be guided, have these different sort of experiences with the divine, those pathways change. 
And now all of a sudden you see yourself pregnant, you see yourself having balanced hormones, you see yourself in a healthy place. I mean, I, I honestly think of so much of what we manifested this year with the ranch and the horses and all of it with such ease. I think so much of it was mm-hmm. from just taking the time to meditate and spend time focusing on your future, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. not your past or not those pathways that are so ingrained. So that was huge and really keeping a meditation practice, I think has been great. I've done some NET sessions with you. I've done some SRT, which is a really neat technique um, with a woman out in New York. And then just like, you know, journaling, I think has been really helpful kind of documenting the journey for myself. But, and I've been journaling since I was seven years old. So that wasn't something that was really new, but I do feel like one of the big things, and I would just tell you, you know, no matter what you're waiting for, if you're someone who's waiting for a relationship, you're waiting for your partner to just, you know, you feel like you want them to be, you're ready for that, or you're waiting for this job, or you're waiting to find your passion, you know, whatever stage of your life where you're just waiting for something. And for me, it was so much of waiting to have kids yeah, like your you full sort of, joy or fulfillment or passion is like dependent on. Yeah, thing. you've got uh-huh. to make that now. You've got yeah. to feel that now. You've got to feel complete now because nothing completes you, right? Yep. 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 And yep. so you are whole and complete now. And for me, I could have said that to you, but I never really understood it or felt it. But I just kept adding, you know, doing different things in my life that brought so much joy. And you just realize like, you can't just be in that waiting. And then you're focusing on what you don't have. You're focusing on the lack instead of what you already have. Well, like, I think we've talked about this before too. You could have said, oh, well, I'm going to start a family. So now's not the time to do a ranch, Mm -hmm. right? Or now's not Mm -hmm. the time to make a big move. Or now it's not the time to really change my business and like pivot into more telehealth or virtual patients or whatever it might be. Right. But it's like, why live in your joy and what you want and your passion now that's a way better frequency and vibration for whatever you want to call in instead of like limiting yourself because you might get pregnant tomorrow, you know? Absolutely. Cause that's still that waiting. Like, well, I can't do this until can't do that until mm-hmm. what if I do that? And then I don't have enough time. Right. And yeah. it's just like, no, I think you just, you gotta live your life. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah. live your life. And then, and you know, there, I just feel like there's parts where, you know, I still, like I said, I still don't know the end of my journey. I still don't know if we might end up doing fertility treatments at some point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just know that I spend a lot of time, um, I really live my life by intuition. And my husband is also a super intuitive man. And we, we just make decisions by what we feel is, you know, what we're supposed to be doing at this time. And so who knows what's going to happen, but I would say right now we're still giving some of the other things that we're doing some time. And we just moved here. I mean, it was like, yeah, we've been here for two months and just kind of letting ourselves ground yeah. into this new space because it is a massive lifestyle change. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Total. <laughs> so much. And then you'll have the <laughs> babies to help you with ranch life and it'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. My little workers. Yeah. I'm and sure people can, they can't toddlers learn how to like muck out stalls. Isn't that a thing? See why not? Put Quinn to work. They just copy everything you do. Yeah. Right. 
quickly. Just get out in the barn. Might not be very efficient, but they can do it. Right. Totally. So I did. Oh, I did want to talk about, um, I don't know if you're going to ask this or not, but you did talk a little bit about supplements and things. And I think one of the things we've talked about in fertility stuff is just how important it is to keep your antioxidant level high for the egg quality. So incorporating things like CoQ10 and good Mm -hmm. quality fish oils and vitamin C and just, you know, good antioxidant stuff is really important in Nocetol. And one of the things I've been experimenting with too is peptide therapy. And yeah, I was going to ask about this. It is just so cool. Can you like, I mean, mean, peptides are what make proteins, right? So it's a very small, small natural piece that creates proteins, which then create exactly perfect building block. And the one that I'm using helps to naturally create more, more growth hormone, which is anti-aging as well. Um, but it's not growth hormone. It's just the peptides that create the protein. Right. Exactly. And so egg quality improves. And then there's these wonderful side effects, like more lean muscle mass and less body fat, which I'm just not complaining about Right. and better sleep. Yeah. So how do you take them? So they're injections and you give a tiny, tiny little amount in an insulin needle morning and night, um, five days a week. And I have cycled on and off of them in the past. And I'm, I'm sort of wondering if I should do a little cycle off and then back on probably having muscle tested later. Is there a benefit um, to cycling on and off? Like, is there a reason you would do that? You know, some, I think some are benefit to cycling on and off this one in particular, I've heard from my colleagues, you really don't need to go on and off of, but I also just feel like that's the benefit of muscle testing. People are different and I'm sensitive and we know that you know, there are definitely things that really throw me, which is so annoying and, um, trying to embrace the sensitivity. And so I do feel like my body, at least lately, I feel like this year has been less is more for me, Yeah, yeah which yeah. is great. And that's one of the other things I probably learned through this whole journey. Cause I was definitely more is more, more supplements, the better, just more restrictions, the better, more rules and guidelines. Right. <laughs> and now I please more rules more rules, but I'm so specific about the rules, right? Guidelines better. Most of the rules I love to break like wearing a mask. Okay. Anyways. Um, so I feel like less is more, which is why I just think it's sometimes I kind of get off of most things and just let my body see where my body's at. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's, I've definitely seen that in your journey. Now it's like no supplements just a couple injections. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. It's like adrenal <laughs> glands and injections and magnesium. Yeah. Well, That's what it. You need and like red nothing. Meat. It's great. Right. And red meat. I totally, um, and then I've also been doing some NAD injections as well, which is a really potent antioxidant. And you always have to make sure if you're doing NAD, you're doing lots of B12. So I do those injections as well. So just injections all the time, right? Really? Those like, are just so twice a week. Basically just, They're just twice a week. Yeah. Maybe who needs right. supplements? Just right. shoot things in my butt. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Okay. But one of the other peptides. Cool things, 
Cause I feel like we definitely okay. could do a whole episode about them. We should probably interview Jason for peptides. Yeah. We'll have to do a peptide episode for sure. Right. Um, and then there's just some really gentle, right? That's okay. So if we look on the spectrum of holistic treatments, right? Peptide therapy feels a little bit more invasive. You're injecting yourself in the yeah, stomach, yeah, right? I mean, it yeah. feels a little bit bigger, even the NAD B12 injections twice a week, it still just feels a little bit more invasive, but it's still holistic. It's still very natural. Whereas like, if we go really, really baseline for more naturopathic holistic medicine, doing things like castor oil packs on the uterus or, um, you know, coffee enemas or, you know, doing some intermittent fasting, like those are all really great things to incorporate too, that I've definitely experimented with during this journey. And Mm -hmm. I love castor oil packs. I think they're just amazing to do on your uterus. And just, it's a great excuse with just lay down and watch a show and yeah, seriously, you know, if anything, you get the benefit of like being horizontal for an hour. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everyone amazing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh boy. Right. Awesome. So I think let's leave this episode with like, what do you feel like is next for you? Are there other things on your list you want to incorporate or try whether it's like, I mean, we just talked about like, you basically need to do nothing, but supplement ah. protocols, specialists, like what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm actually going to, I'm going to be working with James Laval again. I'm really excited. Cool. Um, I'll have a follow-up appointment with him in December. It's been a, it's been a couple of years, lots of years. Um, but I just, I loved his approach and he does a lot with homeopathy, which so I actually cool. didn't talk about that part. I did do a lot of homeopathy, like detoxing birth control and some other things with my mentor. Um, but I love how Dr or how Dr. James Laval uses homeopathy as well. So kind of have, like we talked about before, you really shouldn't be your own doctor. Right. And I haven't, you know, I've had Dr. Jill, I've been working with her, having her follow me pretty closely. And then I kind of took a step back and just needed a break from lab tests and stuff, but I'm ready to kind of just, you know, see where things are at with him, see his thoughts on the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see what happens next year. I mean, we're, we're definitely ready. We're feeling like we love our new home. We love the land. And so we'll just see what kind of, you know, comes up, whether that is looking into something like adoption, or if it's looking into doing fertility treatments, I feel like one of the big things is just having less resistance. I remember when it, you know, I had gotten some lab tests back and learned that I had a little bit of a lower AMH and I just freaked out and was like, absolutely not only my eggs, (laughs) no way I'm doing this. And I think, you know, you go through stages, but one of the biggest things we teach and talk about through NET is whatever you resist persists. So if you're just, you know, for me example, if I'm just in this state of like, absolutely not, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that you know, you're just making that thing grow even bigger energetically. And that resistance is even further pushing against what you want to happen and manifest in your life. Mm -hmm. So it just says like, what a long way I feel like I've come emotionally to be really open to whatever. That's when we were in steamboat Ah. and you got those lab results. Yeah. I lost my mind. We're always (laughs) together when things happen. It's kind of the best. Totally. (laughs) 
And I think, you know, if there are women who have had low AMH results, what I learned that was super fascinating is it doesn't mean you have no eggs. That's just women go into menopause with thousands of eggs. And I didn't know that. Right. So that was such an empowering thing to learn. And we don't know necessarily the cause of low AMH. I could have lost a lot of my eggs when I was in utero in my mom's uterus, like who knows, right? Like that is something we just don't know about. But, um, what I did learn is lots of women actually conceive naturally all the time with a low AMH, but it does normally take a little bit longer and they don't respond quite as well to fertility treatments because they don't respond quite as well to the drugs. So you do feel a little bit backed into a corner of, okay, I don't have a great prognosis to do all these fertility treatments, but I also then really have to embrace patients. And so what do you do? Right? Like there's a lot of, you have to go inward because everybody's journey is so different and just decide what's right for you. And when you're ready to do something else or right. I mean, it's so much, I think is just like, we've talked about the concept of just being, which is NET philosophy is being in the space of emotional neutrality, right? Yep. Being okay with what is, and then what, you know, letting go of all your expectations of how it, you know, however in your head, you're stuck on, it must go right. Whether it's like you said, being okay, conceiving naturally, right. Even if it appears the odds are stacked against you, like being able to be in that place of like hope that you can absolutely co-create that. And also being okay if some other path is your path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the reasons I was just remembering this, why we didn't record on this earlier was I didn't want a bunch of people being like, do this, try this, do this, try this. (laughs) And at this point, I'm like, if you want to, you know, whatever you want to tell me is great. I'm pretty zeroed in and honed in on but I what get it. I'm when you're struggling or like is. you're going through a hard time the yeah. last thing you want is a bunch of like unsolicited advice of like telling you something totally. stupid to do. oh my gosh well because I because I wasn't grounded in what I wanted to do right yeah. I was like yeah, yeah. okay maybe I should do this maybe I should do this I was like Abby test this protocol should I be doing this should I fly yeah, to Switzerland right. and get like injections into my ovaries. I mean, it was like all over the place. Right. So the worst time ever to have other people tell me they think I should be doing, it's like, no. So, you know, for everybody out there, I don't, I'm not asking for advice on this topic, more just sharing, you know, all the different things and different pieces and, and that there are other, other ways to conceive than just fertility treatments. But also Mm -hmm. if you decide fertility treatments are right for you, I've just learned so many things and so much of what we talked about on how to make those treatments even more successful. And I think that is even so empowering. And how to help your body through it. Like, you know, just the easiest and most successful process possible. Absolutely. There's so many ways to go through this and it's just so individual. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks, Dr. Nicole. Hey. Fun impromptu eclipse episode. I can't wait to hear what Ashley says. I know. I can't wait. I'll ask her. And then maybe uh, when we post it, we can do a little sidebar. Put put in the show notes. Yeah. Put the show notes. This eclipse is all about just letting it all off your chest or something. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. My chest felt pretty clear, but maybe it's clearer in the corner. Level of clearing. Right. 
All right. Well, thanks guys guys so much for listening. As always, if you're loving our podcast and the episodes, Mm -hmm. please share it with a friend and write us a review. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy. The statements in this podcast have not been evaluated by the FDA. Information provided here and products recommended or sold on coffeewiththedocs.com and or our podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The information provided by the site and or by this podcast is not a substitute for a face-to-face consultation with your physician and should not be construed as medical advice of any sort. By using any of this information or reading it, you are accepting responsibility for your own health and health decisions and expressly release Dr. Nicole Huffman and Dr. Abby Kramer and its partners and guests from any and all liability whatsoever, including that arising from negligence.